0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Mother Rocker podcast. My name is Lizanne and I'm here to chat to you about all things sling, every other week. With me today is the wonderful Kristin Jenkins who is a baby wearing consultant based in Ibiza. She runs the Ibiza Sling Library alongside her online consultancy and her online baby wearing education. Kristin, hi! Hi Lisanne, how are you doing? I'm good thank you lovely, thank you so much for joining me today. That is okay. Live all the way from Ibiza. How's the weather today?
1: So we are um, with typical British weather today. The, <laughs> it is grey skies, it is piddling it down, um, but it's still, it's still warm. It's just humid and hot <laughs> and sticky, so not the usual blue skies and sunshine. I'm sure it won't last long and we do need some rain because it is just dry, super dry at the moment, so it's good good for the Mm. island to get some rain yeah oh good so Kristen is here to talk to us today
0: about baby wearing in the heat um obviously being an ibiza usually it is nice and warm Mm -hmm. there but before we get into that Kristen, just tell us a bit about yourself so what does your family look like
1: my family so basically there's me and my partner danny we have been together for 12 years and we have got two children felix is five and a half and Ren is two and a half. Uh, Ren was born here, and Felix was born in Leeds. Oh, cool! So, when did you when did you
0: move to Ibiza?
1: I first came to Ibiza. I did my A levels. I came to Ibiza on a girls' holiday when we was eighteen. As soon as college was out, we uh, we came over for two weeks. Absolutely fell in love with the island. I ended up meeting some guys that were. They were living here and working here, which I didn't really think was something that people did. absolutely fell in love with that idea. Flew home, put my things in the washing machine, booked a flight for a couple of days later, booked two nights in a hostel, (laughs) flew back over on my own, found a job since I was 18. So I came back every summer, six summers from when I was 18. The second summer that I was here, I met Danny and yeah, we basically came back every summer until 2012. And for some reason, we didn't come back after that. We, we stayed in Leeds. I think we might have had our sensible heads on for a, for a couple of years. And then my little boy, Felix, was born. And we basically, when he was two and a half, we decided to, to come back to the islands just to investigate and explore, see what it might be like to live here as a family and literally the moment we stepped off the plane and got in the car, we were like, oh, my God, we just feel like we're home. It just Everything about yeah. it just felt right. Uh, mm. We booked to stay in a villa for three weeks just to live as though we, like, to stay as though we were living here and not here on a holiday. And it it was just yeah. a nice experience. We ended up having a little look on Spanish Right Move to see what the property situation was like, we found a house, we went to view it, went back for a second viewing, went home back to Leeds, signed the contracts. paid the deposit. And then I think a couple of days later found out that I was pregnant with Ren. So that oh. kind of caused a little bit of anxiety, like not mm-hmm. knowing, like, can I, can I move to Ibiza? Can I have a baby in Ibiza? Like, how is this going to work? Or mm-hmm. just getting a little bit crazy. So spent the summer doing a lot of research, like how how can we make this happen? And um, yeah, connected with a doula that works on the island who worked alongside a midwife. So yeah, I felt really reassured about moving back over halfway through a pregnancy. So we've basically been here since September 2017. I moved back over when I was 18 weeks pregnant. Wow. And here we are, so we've almost done three years on the island full time. Amazing. So what were you doing for work in between,
0: obviously you had the summers in Ibiza, so what were you doing for work then and what were you doing for work prior to having Felix and Ren and moving to the island full time?
1: So summers, obviously I was working here, I was very much involved in um, the world of events um when we were back in the uk during the winters i was working um primarily supporting um, adults with learning disabilities um started with adults with learning disabilities and a lot of elderly care and then the last position that i was in before uh, we left to come or before i left sorry, to go on maternity i was working within the NHS doing rehabilitation support work. So Mm. people were coming out of hospital, maybe they had experienced a stroke, heart attack, just general illness, I would be there with them in their home. So looking at ways that um, I could help support a person to get back into their daily routine. So I was working with the occupational therapists who are providing care plans, helping kind of guide people back into daily life. So not going in and like doing things for them, but helping them find ways to mm. to cope with life, yeah. have an experience whatever illness they had come out of hospital with, basically. Mm. Oh, that sounds amazing. Really rewarding as well. Yeah, yeah. I've always, Mm. like, kind of been focused on, like, working with other people and, like, supporting Mm. other people. And helping other people. And I think that's just, like, I think that's transferred really nicely across Mm. in becoming um, a baby wearing consultant because now, obviously, that focus is on helping parents find ways on their transition into parenthood, so... Mm. I, find, I think there's been like a lot of transferable skills come across. There. Mm.
0: I think there's a common theme with a lot of us consultants and Sling librarians is mm-hmm. before we had kids and we found this world. Um, a lot of us have come from, I mean, a lot of us used to be teachers. I used to be a teacher. Okay. Um, but a lot of us have come from those those caring, vocational yeah. backgrounds where yeah. we do spend a lot of time. Yeah, you know, we want to help people. And it mm-hmm. seems that a lot of us in this industry do have the same kind of background. So it's yeah. always really interesting to see yeah. where people have come from and how they yeah. got here. Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: when did you start carrying? Did you start with Felix? Yes. Um. So I started carrying with Felix. So Felix was born in October 2014. Mm hmm. Found out I was pregnant in the January of 2014, which was completely unexpected, hit me like a brick wall. I really just didn't know what I was going to do, how I was going to cope, how I was going to transition from this very sort of hedonistic lifestyle where I just disappeared wherever I wanted to go, following the fun. Where you were so free Yeah, and I mean, you look back when you've got kids, and you're like, "Wow, I would like no (laughs) strings attached, is there at all ever?" So that's it, yeah. I was just really concerned about how I was going to transition from this really sort of free lifestyle into okay, I'm going to have a kid. I need to like, I mean, I need to calm down a little bit. Yeah. So. Basically, like this idea came into my head. Okay, I've seen people like they carry their kids around with them. It looks like they're just kind of carrying on with their everyday life with this kid strapped to them, and it all looks hunky dory. And for me, I saw a way that I could retain like my past life whilst having my babies with me at all times. It was it was a coping mechanism
0: Mm. even
1: even before he was born. So I began obviously investigating i bought bought a cheap um a cheap stretchy rack off eBay and that's where that's where it all started so carried Felix from when he was very young not not from birth maybe into like the first or second week but I could soon it didn't take long for me to see the benefits like I could put the hoover mm. around the house I yeah. could go out I could go for a walk I could go into town it just made life so much easier and it just it yeah. just felt right mm. so yeah that was that was uh five and a half well just over five and a half years ago now yeah and was this was this in Leeds sorry yeah in Leeds in Leeds yeah. so um started using the stretcher wrap I don't think I used it for very long. I then discovered West Yorkshire Sling Library. So I went to see mm. Nicola at West Yorkshire Sling Library. Yeah. And a lot of my early learning came from Nicola at West Yorkshire Sling Library. She was fantastic. I think I was there most weeks rummaging through the carriers. <laughs> <laughs> Try, literally yeah. literally trying all the carriers. I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And that's, yeah. that's when I fell down the rabbit hole. So I'll blame Nicola. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, well, as you know now, being on the other side of it, enabling new people, and and when you get those people that come along and they pop up, and you know they're going to get hooked as well, because a lot of people use our services and they love it and they get on well with it, and it's a tool, it's a tool for them. Yeah. Yeah, but then like us. It, yes. it becomes an integral part of who we are as a parent and well, a slight obsession yeah an obsession that's a good word yeah <laughs> <laughs> well obsessive enough so that we we now own hundreds
1: of slings um yes but yeah <laughs> I think it's just um I think owning a sling library um and mm. a business that evolves around revolves around slings is just kind of some sort of cover-up that you can have this extended stash of things that you can keep trying. Exactly, and you can play
0: with, and they're so mm-hmm. pretty, and yeah, they mm-hmm. and, and they make your life easier as well. Yeah. That's yeah, a really hard question now. What is your favourite carrier? Oh
1: my goodness, it is a difficult question. That
0: you use, so that you use, not for your clients, not for anyone, for, for you. For me, for me, yeah. yeah
1: so this it's been different actually between mm. the two so when Felix, when Felix was young I ended up kind of transitioning down the woven wrap route and yeah. got really hooked on you know trying all the different ways you can use a woven wrap
0: oh yeah which I
1: <laughs> did start with Wren but my all-time favorite has got to be a um either a hop tie or a diddy tie. I just love them I so agree. much. Yeah. 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 What do you love about them? I, f- I just love how they feel. They're just like mm. they're just like a hug. They're just like a hug. And I, I'm not I I like using woven wraps, but for me then they're just not my they're not my favourite. And I feel like with the with the wrap ties you can just get that same sensation without so much of the technical aspect
0: yeah yeah they are that perfect halfway between a woven and yeah. a buckle yeah. Um, yeah especially for people who love the stretchy and they want that
1: yeah that cuddly feeling again yeah it's this it's the the spread fabric over your back I just like I like mm. the fabric spread over my back rather than the straps of a carrier in like one single point, but I do like buckle carriers as well. I do like buckle carriers. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I, I love all but, things, but we yeah. all
0: have our particular favorites. Did you have yeah. a particular yeah. design of one that you owned that you really
1: loved? Is there a particular what design? The, of the that you like? With the buckle? There, or or a, wrap with ties, the Your favorite wrap ties, yeah. um, I love the Liska. I love mm. the Liska. So even for a wrap, I'd pick up a Liska. I'm very, very tactile. I like Soft things Mm. on my skin. So, very much. Yeah, I love Love Aliska. It's just soft and cuddly and nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, for people listening who may
0: not be familiar, Diddy Moss have a herringbone pattern style with this weave, which gives a really, really nice texture. Um, And that means that not only does it soften up nice and quickly because it has this additional texture, but it also has a really, really nice grip when the fibers cross over each other. So it also holds in place really nicely. And they've released this weave, um, the herringbone design. um, I thought it was Lisa, Lisa.
1: I think because it, it's German. Is it? it uh, a okay. C or soft I'm C? not sure. There's so. Um, I'm not sure. There's, there's so many yeah. words. Diddy you watch a German pronounce. brand? And yeah. We,
0: we may get a lot of <laughs> feedback coming in after the release of this episode about the correct pronunciation of Lisha Liska, Lisa. But anyway, <laughs> um, they all they release it as uh, it, you can get it as a woven wrap, as a ring sling, as a diddy tire, diddy click. Basically, yeah. Whatever Diddy Moss can turn it into, they you they want me made. Want to it. grab one? Oh yes, grab one. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so that everyone watching can see it. Love it. You had one straight away on that shelf behind you. Is this your? Is
1: this your studio behind you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. in my little. Yeah, yeah, my little
0: studio. So lovely. This, let me go. This is That's the. It. Oh, it's such a gorgeous color. Mm. So it looks like a tealy green from a distance. Yeah, I and think then yeah with the herringbone when you bring it close you can see it's actually the two different colors so are they both a dark yeah. green yeah so it's a dark green and then there's a light green. green
1: there's like an it's an emerald green mm. with a um like a dark like a navy blue
0: yeah yeah thing. yeah gorgeous yeah. That's, yeah, lovely.
1: that's my favorite it's super soft
0: they're so soft aren't they i've got a yeah. red one um i've got a red one in that weave um, yeah. which always goes out, especially for newborns, because it's just so, yeah so, so Right, so uh we'd better get chatting about babying in the heat, really. Um okay. as much as I love gushing about carriers. Yeah. So, <laughs> how did you then start Ibiza
1: the Sling Library slash your consultancy? Obviously, I came here when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. I had I'd had a home birth with Felix in Leeds. And I knew very much that I wanted that experience again mm. uh, when Ren came along. Unfortunately, the um the state healthcare system here doesn't offer home births. It's not oh, an option. Right. Not an option to home mm. birth here. So there are there's probably about three or four independent teams offering home births here. I'd already mm-hmm. connected with a, a doula, a British doula, and she worked alongside a wonderful midwife who was offering home births. So I met up with them. I kind of just got to know them. We went through our early meetups and something that came up was, is there a sling library here? Mm-hmm. And is there a breastfeeding support group because I'd had so many feeding issues with Felix mm. and uh, La Leche in Leeds had supported me no end through the troubles that I had. So for me it was really important, really important to touch base with just some sort of parenting group, ideally breastfeeding support group. Um, and I'd had so much fun using West Yorkshire Sling Library. I was hoping that there might be something similar here. And they were just like, no. Yeah there's nothing there's nothing really in terms of parent support so I kind of got in my head I was like okay well maybe I can set up my own sling library or maybe I can set up my own feeding support group yeah um Ren was born in the February 2018 Mm -hmm. in the April we traveled back to the UK I done a peer support course with Victoria at the School of baby Wearing, yeah yeah it's uh, sort of in preparation for setting up the sling library, so before I even got a chance to set up the sling library, I came back to the u k to do my um full consultancy training with Lorette at yeah. baby, so that was in yeah. August two thousand and eighteen, and then in October two thousand and eighteen i um a girl that I'd met on the island who was like very uh, into similar things as me in terms of like feeding, attachment parenting, she was really keen to set up a group with me. So we went ahead and just set up a kind of a general parent support group. So not so much a mum and baby group, but a place where like new parents could come and connect with other parents and start building support network, get a broom, a bit of cake. That's amazing. So it's just really evolved from there. So I do, it's basically what what we do when there isn't a worldwide pandemic is we meet up um, I, I take all my slings with me every week. So people can come, they can have a rummage, they can ask me any questions that they want. Um, and then it just kind of turns into more of like a peer support group. You know, everyone, sure. everyone's supporting each other. Like everyone turns up with like what troubles they've had during that week. And then maybe another mum might say, oh, well, I've discovered this, this might help you. So rather than it being like someone telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing, mm. it's just like a collective where everyone's really just got each other's back.
0: Oh, that's so lovely. What a fantastic group for you to have um, established together and mm-hmm. and built up. So before yeah. before COVID hit, um,
1: yeah. how, how popular was it? Oh, well, I mean, it could vary. We can vary from like maybe just a couple of mums one week to... I think the busiest we've had a group of about 15, 20 mums plus kids. Amazing, and uh, it does, yeah, yeah, and it's good. I and mean, it's such a multicultural place as well. And, yeah, I mean, we do we do default in that English is the kind of second um, spoken language of most people, so yeah. everyone's able to communicate, but everyone's just from such a vast variety of different backgrounds and it's just nice it's just a nice cultural melting pot so everyone's bringing different ideas from different cultures that they've come from as well which makes it really nice and oh that's
0: so wonderful so then you can all learn from each other and oh that sounds fantastic how hot usually does it get in ibiza we're
1: in july Mm things start heating up around Around May, things start heating up, and I mean now during July, we're kind of in bearable temperatures, like thirty to thirty-five most days. If it isn't raining and grey like today, although this <laughs> yeah. is a breath—it's a breath of fresh air when we do get a, an overcast day. Nice break. But funnily enough, it popped up on my phone um last week. You know, when you get a memory pop-up like what you was doing this time last year, and I must yeah, have taken—I yeah. um, taken a picture of the temperature dial. And it was forty-three this time oh. last year, and yeah, I, I was only just thinking the other day we've not gone through any kind of severe heat waves yet, which is quite mm. unusual. But I know I was not here during um August last year, yeah, and during the heat waves. It was really push. It was fifty. I mean, the mainland pushing fifty-five. Oh, wow, I mean, like intense heat. There was. They um, had the, the misters, you know, and you see them in the bars and yeah. they're just spraying the mist constantly mm. to try and keep, to keep people cool. So it does, get, it does get hot. Obviously in the UK,
0: we yes. don't get quite that hot. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> but obviously we do still get heat waves. It does still get yep. hot. And yep. I'm sure yep. as you remember from living in the UK and working with yep. new mums, And working with mums on the island, a Mm -hmm. massive, massive concern is babies overheating Mm -hmm. in slings and carriers. So obviously from both of our training, we know that in general, babies are absolutely fine to be carried in carriers in hot weather. Mm -hmm. But are there any particular carriers that you either really love or you find is really popular on the island for parents carrying in hot weather?
1: So yeah, I mean there definitely are carries that are thinner and probably a bit more suited to um to warmer climate. Something that I've noticed so this is my third summer here now, and what I notice between places like the UK that don't have that constant hot weather and places like Spain that are you know we are in the hot weather for a vast majority of the time is that mm. when when the, I think when the sun comes out in the UK people feel very drawn to like be out and go out and be doing things whereas when it's sunny here we kind of we get we go we do our, we run our errands early before it starts really hot in it and then as soon as the kind of midday temperatures come in so 11 12 through till four and five people are generally out of the sun they are inside so you don't generally see people do you know what i mean out just leisurely walking like using carriers during that point in the day it's siesta time isn't it yeah siesta generally starts around 12 one o'clock everything shuts down and reopens at around four five o'clock in the afternoon Mm. and then it will then stay open till maybe eight nine even later so sure and that's to avoid the heat yeah that's to avoid the heat so you people are generally up and doing things early during the day but if you are out and you're using a carrier i mean obviously if you need to pop to the shop to the supermarket during that time then maybe you would want to use a carrier that's going to be a little bit more forgiving in the heat and there definitely are carriers that i do like to use for example The Integra Baby Solar is a fantastic carrier in the heat buckle carrier.
0: Love that one. Because a couple of other features with the solar and why they're so fab for hot weather is because they're also 95 to 99% UVA, UVB protective. Yes. Which is really helpful. Yes. And you can wear them in water. Yes. Because they're super yes. quick drying. Yeah, Obviously, they, don't, don't, don't swim with your baby in a sling.
1: <laughs> no, if you're on the beach and you're splashing, and especially if you've got um, another child that you need to take care yeah. of, having around by the water, having um, a younger baby in the sling, so you've got both of your hands free. For me, that's been a lifesaver. Because Felix was three and a half yeah. when Wren was kind of experiencing her first summer. We were going to the beach. Um, another thing that I really enjoyed using is the, I don't know how to pronounce this one either, Meliapis? Meliapis? Ah, I actually asked Antonia because oh, good, I good. wasn't sure. You can to, clear it up for good. Everyone says something
0: different. <laughs> um, so she said, she said it's pronounced Meliapis. And right. She said, and she said literally as in taking the piss. Oh, right.
1: Okay. Meliapis. Meliapis. The watering sling oh yes yes i use the water ring sling it's super thin it's really comfortable the rings aren't plastic they're the Mm. the rings which is really nice the fabric moves through the rings really smoothly and it's just super secure so i use that um a lot when ren was between say four and seven months during that summer that was used quite a lot it meant that i could be in Mm. the water like a lot of the beaches that we go to anyway, they sort of shallow beaches all the way out. So oh, Felix feel, it could be playing in the water. I would be maybe up to my waist um, with Wren in the water ring and It meant that I was there. My hands were free if Felix was getting into any troubles with his swimming. Yeah. So that's a really firm favourite. And I still use it even just, I've been using it with Wren these last couple of weeks because it's been really hot yeah. and they're just nice nice and breathable the fabric's nice and breathable they have like little holes in the mesh so mm. it's just, and she's two she's two and a half and she's still within the weight limit and it's still provided quite a lot of comfort that's amazing yeah. yeah so that's a fantastic choice and tony with meliapis she also
0: does um a really nice range of muslin ring slings yes i'm really keen to try one they're so so popular in my library as well because yeah obviously as you can imagine just being muslin it's it's two pieces layered very thinly over top of each other okay and they're just absolutely divine i i got one when dexter was just after he turned one for his first summer in the uk okay when i'm wearing it with him on i can actually i can feel the breeze of the wind if there is any yes i can feel the breeze of the wind Um, coming through the fabric and actively Mm -hmm. cooling us down because it's so nice and thin, but it's so supportive. I have found with those though, because the max weight limit is um, 13 kilos. Okay. Uh, But I have found that when Dexter got to two years old and now Trixie's just turned two, that now when they're in it, they are obviously getting close to that top weight limit. Yeah. For them, it's not as comfortable as a fuller woven wrap ring sling because the fabric does bunch up a bit so it's i think this is going to be my last summer using mine because we're not having any more babies Mm. i know and then i'll have to decide what to do with it but yeah um they love normal ring slings but the muslin ring slings for smaller babies that do want to be on you constantly and
1: the mesh ones as well
0: when they want to be on you constantly in summer it's just,
1: yeah, they're fantastic. I think that's going to be at the top of my wish list for my next purchases then for the library. Cool. So you love the Integra and the Meliapis water ring sling. Any other favorites? Yeah. So for smaller babies, I am a huge, huge fan of stretchy wraps. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. I know people get a little bit concerned because each layer of the sling counts as a layer of clothing. Obviously, Mm -hmm. with a stretchy wrap, you need them three layers. So obviously, thicker stretchy wraps are not really going to be that suitable when it's super hot because then that's like three layers of thick fabric Mm -hmm. over baby. But there are some really amazing thinner stretchy wraps, which I really love. My two top favorites are the um, the Blur Viscose Stretchy yeah which are they're super soft they are super thin they're a two-way stretchy they are they're very user-friendly they're easy to use they're shorter they tie at the back so you're not swamped in excess fabric yeah and my second favorite which is something that I've only been introduced to this past sort of six months or more is an American brand called Solly Baby. Yes, I've heard of them. They are thinner than the Blur wraps, but they are a one-way stretch. Do you want me to grab
0: Psychotic. Oh yeah, go on, Just go so on, yeah. And I'll, you. while
1: you're giving it, I'll explain to
0: people about two-way and one-way. So with stretchy wraps, you get two predominant types. Um, you do get a hybrid, but there's two main types. There is a one-way stretchy, where the fabric stretches in one direction, which is usually the width of the fabric. And then you get two way stretchies where the fabric stretches in two directions. So the fabric will stretch width ways and length ways. Typically two way stretchies are easier for parents to use because the fabric is a lot more forgiving um, in terms of how tight you need to get it. So it's a lot easier that way for newer parents uh, with newborns who are sleep deprived. <laughs> um, and a one way stretchy. I don't know about you, Kristen, but I found that with a one-way stretchy, it's sometimes a bit easier to tie it as if it was a woven
1: wrap with a mm-hmm. as a front wrap cross carry. Yeah, you can definitely, definitely do it that way. I, mm. Do you know what? The more experience that I've gotten with using a one-way, the more I have fallen in love with them. Oh, really? Yeah, I really, I love, I love the support that a one-way gives you now. And I'm kind mm. of like, not preferring them. But I can really see a lot more value in them, especially if you're going on, if you want to use it for a longer period of time, you're mm. definitely going to be able to carry heavier, bigger children with a one way stretchy. So obviously, gravity will find pockets of loose fabric. And with the one way stretch, it's kind of, it, it locks almost. So, like a woven map, mm. really.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, it's got a lovely kind of ginghamy checked pattern on it so is, there, is it a gray and cream it's um it's like a beige it's like a stony yeah. color oh yeah oh that's lovely and it are is they based in california Solly wrap
1: have i made that up yeah i think maybe san diego um sure. i'm not i'm not sure but yeah these are i mean they're super thin they're definitely thinner than the Calum Bleu wrap and i th- yeah. think Fabric-wise, again, it's um, it's made from a viscose fabric. So even though the process for making something that is viscose is is a man-made process, but the original yeah. the original uh, product comes from a wood pulp. So I'm, yeah. I think maybe this is from a a birch wood pulp,
0: and I'm sure. not sure
1: what I'm not sure what the original wood is that is used in the calendar but also this one is nice and thin as well yes yeah but yeah i, I i'm a fan still of using stretchy wraps in the mm. summer when it's warm but just using fabrics that are thinner and just and breathable as well so yeah staying away from thicker wraps mm. i wouldn't really recommend to use um like the thicker boba wraps in the summer yeah. especially when you kind of talk in 30 to 40 degree temperatures it's just it's yeah. just a little bit a little bit too much but we do get we do get winters here as well it's mm-hmm. not like it's sunny all year round well it's sunny but you know we get the fire on in the winter so yeah we do have like the thicker wraps as well in the library because they mm-hmm. are fanta- like things like boba and moby they are fantastic wraps as well so it's it's nice for people to kind of try different things as well in the winter yeah another common thing that a lot of my clients want to know as
0: well about baby wearing in the summer is uh baby wearing in the heat sorry is mm-hmm. um what to wear so what to wear for themselves and yeah. what to wear for their baby? so what what do you find it works well, well
1: I guess it really comes down to individual preferences some people are going to be like people that get hotter and sweaty and some people might just kind of stay cool and calm, you know, and not really be affected so much by the heat. But if you are the sort of person that gets really warm, then obviously less is best. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes actually, if you can wear like just a thin, a thin long sleeve, like a thin cotton, that can often keep you cool. And with baby, you can just have them in just a nappy. They don't have to be... Fully clothed, or maybe they can just be in a vest. Just yeah. be wary, obviously, of their little arms and legs that are exposed to the sun outside mm-hmm. of the carrier, making sure you've got appropriate sun protection on. And just apply if you're putting sun cream on, then making sure that you're putting the sun cream on maybe 10, 20 minutes before you're putting them into the carrier and giving it a chance to soak in and not kind of getting sun cream all of your beautiful carriers.
0: Yeah, because it's so, so hard to get sun cream out of carriers. Oh, I know. You find no. it when they come back from holiday, when they've been on hire and they come back and someone's used sun cream and it's gone on the carrier. And yeah, I know a few other libraries have had to write carriers off because of sun cream damage. So yeah, that's a really good tip to put it on 10 to 20 minutes before putting them in the carrier. So it can really, really soak
1: in. I
0: will remember that
1: something that i discovered i love as well is obviously you need to keep the head covered and keep the yeah. hat on them but if you've got like a soft hat that's not kind of like a peak cap if you wet the hat and wring it out so you've got a wet hat that keeps baby nice and cool as well oh, that is another really good top tip thank you <laughs> like the wet hat and we went through a phase with ren as i'm sure many parents have you put the hat on nope i don't want the hat Keeps throwing the hat off, and I discovered these little um, baby bandanas in a in a shop, just like a stru- like a structured bandana, not a loose one. although you could just use a scarf. And I just used to wet the bandana and put this wet bandana on her head. She looked like a little mini. Um, biker gang member that sounds so cute (laughs) put the little baby bandana on instead of the hat and she was quite happy to keep that on them yeah yeah so yeah just maybe exploring some different options in terms of yeah some protection for the head oh that's adorable so one thing that I always
0: like to remind parents about as well is the effect that skin to skin has on how babies learn to regulate their body temperature Mm -hmm. so obviously when babies are inside they're kept in that perfect 37.5 degree centigrade bubble of loveliness unless Mm mummy has a fever or something then it will change and then when they're born they then obviously come straight onto the skin of the parents so that they don't go into shock because they're Mm -hmm. experiencing a massive temperature drop and I think the benefits of skin to skin on temperature regulation needs to be talked about more antenatally to parents so they understand more of what skin to skin can do for temperature Mm -hmm. regulation And i don't want to put you on the spot or anything but did you want to chat a little bit about what you found about having
1: babies skin to skin in the heat do you know what it's it's really mental over here because mm. if you parents who are like not baby wearing, they've got the kid, it's like super, super hot. They've got the kids in like fleecy blankets, long sleeves, hats, and like in Ibiza. Yeah, yeah, they just oh like... Oh my God. I go, I used to go out with Ren in the thing and then they'd be like, oh, Frio, Frio. I'm like, no, not Frio. <laughs> it's 35 degrees. They're trying to tell me she's cold and I'm there like fanning myself. It's really difficult to draw comparisons, you know? Mm. Because they're just like not phased at all
0: by the heat. When Trixie was eight weeks old, We went on a week-long all-inclusive holiday to Cyprus for Neil's sister's wedding. It was all arranged before I was pregnant with Trixie. So thankfully she was born in time. But obviously Dexter was two at the same time. So it was not a relaxing holiday at all because we had two very small children.
1: How old was Trixie, sorry, at this point? Eight weeks. Oh, right. Okay. Super young.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very young. And yeah, we took loads of slings with us. Lots of hot weather slings. But one yes. thing that we found when it was really hot outside, obviously we'd be in the shade or we'd be in the mm-hmm. inside in the hotel with the aircon. Um, but when we were outside, she was never put in direct heat, obviously. But we found mm-hmm. if we put her down for whatever reason, like on a lounger, and we'd make sure she was safe and couldn't fall off. Yeah. Not that she was rolling by then, but you know, yeah, happens to us um, <laughs> all. So we would put her down and we found that within five minutes of putting her down, she would start sweating. Right, which you don't want in an eight-week-old baby, you mm-hmm. don't want them to be sweating because they're losing what precious little fluids they have in them already.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, we then found that as soon as we then put her in a sling, even a three-layer stretchy, and we took yeah. um, a uh, the Joy and Joe bamboo um, yeah. stretchy with us-you know, the yeah. orange one with the purple skulls yes, on. He's on the sh- he's on you've the got shelf. one behind you, yeah,
1: I saw, yeah, and obviously, like bamboo. Bamboo is a really Mm. breathable fabric as well. So it's gonna like bring the heat away from the body and into the atmosphere around you. So Perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's naturally hypoallergenic as well, and it's stronger. Yeah. And so we found that whenever we had her in the stretchy, Neil wore her most, and I would spend most of my time helping Dexter. Mm-hmm. We found that whenever she was in the stretchy, we would sweat, but she yes. wouldn't. That I mean, Neil would be obviously topless because he'd be by the pool yeah. in his swim shorts, and he'd have her in yeah. the stretchy top, and she'd be in just a nappy. Yeah. And we found that even though it was about 35 degrees outside nearly every day. This was, mm-hmm. it was it was a September in Cyprus. It was actually safer yes. for her to be on us yes. in the three layers of a thin stretchy than mm-hmm. it was for her to be put down and sleep independently from us. Yeah. So it's really the power of skin to skin and the effect that that has on our baby's temperature regulation is amazing.
1: Yeah, it's magical, isn't it?
0: You know, growing up we were always taught that our skin was is an organ. Yes. But we're not really told necessarily all the functions. Yeah. And it's that responsiveness of our baby skin being in contact with our skin Mm -hmm. that then the baby's brain picks up on what our skin is doing to manage our temperature. Yeah. And that's how baby learns to regulate their temperature because they can't do it. And and it's so 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 magical and more yep. parents need to be told about that because yes. it has the same effect in winter.
1: Yeah. To stop your exactly. baby
0: getting too cold. cold.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic.
0: And yeah, we can add the additional layers around us, mm-hmm. which is why, as you know, you know, we we don't advocate the use of thick, bulky sleep suits or snow suits or pram mm-hmm. suits, thin slings ever. For many reasons. Having them skin to skin, the more skin to skin contact. Even just sometimes I find just their cheek.
1: Yes. Just their face on your chest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That has a massive effect on how the body regulates their temperature Mm -hmm. um, and keeps them safe and how the body to learn about their temperature. Yeah. Have you ever found that with Felix or Ren when you're
1: carrying them in the heat? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I'm just thinking back now to I think it must have been late late July. So Ren would have been fed. She'd been five months and I think she was just kind of going through her first fever. So mm-hmm. she had a fever. It was definitely during a heat wave. So it was probably, she She had a fever. It was probably about 40 degrees. Wow. Um, so I just put really her Really scary in t- for you as well. Yeah. So she, I found it the best way to deal with the fever even though it wasn't it wasn't spiking it wasn't like overly high she was hot to touch and she was unwell the best way for me to manage that fever was to have her in a thin wrap I was using the um the Calimblur woven wrap so Mm. having her skin to skin with me was just like the most comfortable place for her Mm. and that was that was helping her regulate her body temperature during yeah. during her during her first illness so yeah yeah that's kind of a really really strong memory actually
0: and when there's so little we can do to help them when they're ill aside yeah. from you know pretty much all we can do obviously getting them appropriate medical care when necessary but yeah. it, it's holding them close and reassuring yeah. them and yeah And when it is hot outside, we still want to do that and we still need to do that
1: for them. So yeah, yeah,
0: having a really lovely thin wrap, that must have brought you both
1: some comfort. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Right. So ordinarily at this point, I would ask you a surprise listener question. However, as this is only episode two of the podcast and the first episode hasn't been released yet at the time of recording, we don't have any listener questions what is your absolute number one tip you would give anyone who's
1: looking to carry their child of whatever age? I I mean, God, there's so many, isn't there? But for me, if someone comes to me and like they're new and they want to know where to start, like obviously it can be really overwhelming. If you type into Google baby carriers, like boom, there's just so Mm. much information. Like how do you navigate through all this? So if someone comes to me and they're new and they really kind of just starting out, something that I always say to people is like, what do you want from it? What really takes some time to consider like what you want from a sling? Like, why do you want to carry? Who do you want? Like who's going to be carrying? Who are you going to be carrying? Like, where do you live? Do you live in a hot place? Do you live in a cold place? Do you want a sling that's going to last you from when they're born through to being a toddler? Or are you happy to kind of change it up? as your um as your requirements change because uh carrying journeys are quite transient like they're yeah. evolving and changing as like your baby's needs change they grow they get different requirements so really just kind of sit down and have a think about what you want if you don't know what you want then maybe look for some communities that you can join start reading about what other people are talking about listen to other people's experiences and just kind of start to gather this idea of, of what you want and this is something that I talk about in my new mini course that I'm releasing
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the next couple of weeks it's going to be a free mini course and part of that is helping parents work through um, like what they want what do they want to get from it like what considerations do you need to make when you're thinking about getting a carrier so yeah just just taking time and not jumping into buying like the number one thing that's on Amazon or you know the thing that's getting recommended the most because there are hundreds to choose from and even if you see one and you think you really like this and you try it on and you don't like it yes you might be disappointed and that's okay there are just so many other options and there's definitely an option out there for for everyone
0: definitely no that's a really really good tip is yeah just to have a look around and think about what you want from a carrier love that and you're doing a mini course
1: about it yeah i'm doing i'm going to release like it's a free mini course it's called baby wearing starter kit and it's going to be for new parents who are just starting out and are literally just Overwhelmed with everything they don't really know where to start, they don't know the differences between different types of carriers, and then there's going to be a section talking about um like human ancestry and our genetics and how our genetics influence why we carry basically and why we are so driven to keep our children close amazing that sounds fantastic yes yeah, so I'm really excited to release that so Um, If you're interested in um, signing up for the course, enrolment's not open yet, but if you go to kristinjenkins.com, and there'll be a, a sign-up form there so I can let you know as soon as the enrolment is open for it. And it's totally free. So.
0: Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah. I'll pop a, so. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Perfect. Oh, Kristen, thank you so much for appearing on the podcast. I've really enjoyed our chat. It's been lovely. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. You are so welcome. So aside from your website, www.kristinjenkins.com, where else can people find you if they want to follow up?
1: So, a uh, few options. I'm on Facebook, um, just Kristen Jenkins, my name, and the handle mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. um, is at the baby wearing consultant. Instagram is at the consultant. Lovely. Or I have a free Facebook group for new parents who are wanting to get into baby wearing, and it's called Baby Wearing for Beginners, and that's free to join.
0: Oh, lovely. Brilliant. You've been listening to the Mother Rucker podcast with me, Lizanne Skinner. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at Mother Rucker UK. I'm also on YouTube, just search for Mother Rucker. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, please send an email to podcast at motherrucker.co.uk. If you need help with carrying, I'm available for online and in-person consultations five days a week. Please go to www.motherrucker.co.uk for more information. I would also love it if you would like and share this podcast on social media. Um, Just keep an eye out for my posts and tag all your mates. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.